Hey, good morning. So with the retail market moving to um, online commerce in general and to Amazon in particular, a big problem are porch pirates, people who see an easy target sitting on, sitting in front of your house, packaged and delivered by Amazon, and you can easily walk off with it, and there's not too much you can do to stop them. To, to combat that problem, Amazon now offers a new service called Amazon Key in Garage Delivery. Um, the way it works is your garage gets linked to, Am linked to Amazon, the driver gets to your house, after scanning the package, he gets a one-time access to your garage. He now has the ability to open up your garage door right then and there, stick the package in, and close the garage door, then he loses all access to your garage. Don't worry about the safety of that after that. Um, now your package is safe from porch pirates. Question for us is, can you use this service if you're expecting a package to come in Shabbos? Before we get to the main problem with Amazon Key, just in terms of the idea of having expecting a, a package to come in Shabbos, is that permitted if the, you order something from Amazon and it says estimated delivery on Saturday? So, actually ordering the package from Amazon usually will not be a problem unless you order it for Friday on a one-day delivery. If you order it earlier in the week and you choose two deliveries, two-day delivery or something like th else like that, where really Amazon could get it to you earlier if they wanted, they are now choosing to deliver it on Shabbos and that's usually not a problem. If you order it on Friday and choose one-day delivery, you are essentially forcing them to deliver on Shabbos and that's considered instructing them to deliver on Shabbos and that is a bigger problem. We're discussing a case today where you order earlier in the week and chose two-day delivery or something like that and it says estimated delivery for Saturday. The question is, well, in that case, can you use this new service? So there are a couple of possible problems with utilizing this service. One possible problem may be the fact that a non-Jew is doing malakos on your property on Shabbos. There are sometimes ways around that. In this particular instance, really deserve the whole share of his own to discuss that. But in this particular instance, I believe that would be a problem. There would, I, don't think, I, think, I don't think the other ways around that would apply in this case. And there would be a problem of just having the non-Jew doing malakha on your property on Shabbos. And that's not going to be the main discussion today. The main discussion today is going to be a separate problem, which is called having a noise-making machinery operating on your property on Shabbos. Um, that's relevant to the Amazon Key. It really has a lot of relevant applications. The halacha is not so well known, so I'll go through it a little bit. The source for this halacha is Mishnah and Shabbos. We're in Shabbos, so the Mishnah discusses a fundamental question. We're used to the fact that you can turn on your lights before Shabbos and let them run into Shabbos, turn on your crackpot before Shabbos and let it run into Shabbos. However, the mission says really to Machlokas Beishamim Beisel, Beisel says like, we're used to that you can turn on, you, as long as your malacha is completed before Shabbos starts, it doesn't make a difference if the results of that malacha continue into Shabbos. However, the um, Beishamim disagrees and Beishamim says no, you cannot do anything that will continue doing the malacha into Shabbos, even if your action is complete. Where, of course, we rule like Basil, and that's what we're used to doing. The Gemara brings down a brysa that says, you have a water mill. This water mill ran consistently. Just the water run through it. it. keeps the mill running. And you want to put in your wheat before Shabbos and have the mill grind your wheat over Shabbos. The Gemara says, Brysa said, you're not allowed to do that. Gemara asks, that seems to be a contradiction. We just said in the Mishnah, according to Beitel, there's no problem of having a malakha begin before Shabbos, as long as your action is complete. Here, I put the wheat into the mill. My action is complete. What do I care if the mill keeps on grinding away over Shabbos? The Gemara gives two answers to this question. One answer is simply that the Brisa is following the opinion of Beishamai. Beishamai said, you're never allowed to start any malakha before Shabbos that continues doing, working into Shabbos. And if you go like that, it's a very simple answer. Not relevant, this whole halacha is really not relevant to us. The Gemara gives a second answer. The Gemara says that, the diff, that really this price is going like Beis Hill. And even though Beis Hill says usually you can start a malacha before Shabbos, even though the actual 
the, you, as long as your action is complete, even though the actual malachim continues into Shabbos, a mill is different. Why? Because the mill, when you put the wheat in and it grinds over Shabbos, you hear the bam, 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 the entire Shabbos. You're hearing noise from that mill the entire Shabbos. We'll explain in a minute what the problem with the noise is. But first comes out a huge difference between the two answers. If we go like the first answer that we said, that the Mishnah, that the Bryce is going like Beis Shammai, then this halacha of putting wheat into the mill is not relevant to us. There's no halacha about noise. And you're allowed to put your wheat into the mill without any problem. You're allowed to have any other noise-making thing without a problem. If you go like this answer that the, that the Brisa is following Beis Hill's opinion, and, there's, and the problem is that the um, mill is making noise, there comes out a huge restriction on this halacha that you're allowed to start something, on this halacha that you're allowed to start malacha before Shabbos as long as your action is complete. That's only true when the, what continues into Shabbos is not making noise. You're making noise according to this answer. That we're following Beis Hill's opinion, and the problem is noise would be a problem. So <coughs> who do we rule like? Do we rule like the answer that who do we passing like passing like the answer that the rice is going like Beis Shammai, in which case the whole halacha is not relevant to us, or do we passing like the answer that it's going like Beis Hill and the problem is noise? So the machlokish we showed him about that. Practically, bottom line, who do we follow? The machaber who rules for Svardim, he says that we follow the answer that that the rice is going like Beis Shammai's opinion. According to that, there's absolutely no restriction of, of having noise being made on Shabbos. The whole the right, so that said you can't put wheat into the mill, that's only Beishamai. We don't follow Beishamai anyways, so you could put wheat into the mill on Shabbos despite the noise. However, the Ramah, who Ashkenazim follow, comes along and says that we really rule like the other answer. We rule like the answer that the Brisa is following Beis Hill. Since the Brisa is following Beis Hill, What's the answer of why you're allowed to put wheat into the mill? Why, what's the problem with putting wheat into the mill on Shabbos? The problem is that it makes a lot of noise. Therefore, the Ramah said you're not allowed to put wheat into the mill right before Shabbos because the mill is going to be making noise. And he said you're not allowed to make, you're not allowed, you're not allowed to have any noise making machinery operating on your, on your property on Shabbos. Uh, over Shabbos, that's going to be a problem of having hashma'as calls called, of having noise being made on your property from a malacha over Shabbos. Now, Ramah finishes off. And he says that in the case of a financial loss, then, and price contact really means any pressing need, then we would allow you to rely on the other opinions. So our other opinions over here, the Machabra, even Paschal, like them. He says that initially, the basic halacha files that one should not have any noise making machinery operating on his property on Shabbos. In the case of a financial loss or pressing need, then you could be lenient. Uh, come down for Ashkenazim, we cannot have any sort of, you can start a malacha before Shabbos, but if it makes any noise, then that would be a problem. It's interesting, the, even some of the Sfardi Paiskim say in this case, the Sfardim should follow the opinion of the Ramah, Ravad Yosef is lenient, but other Sfardi Paiskim say that one should follow the opinion of the Ramah, even for Sfardim. What's the reason for this halacha? What's the problem with having noise, with uh, having a malacha that's making noise going on on your property on Shabbos? So the Paiskim and Rishayim really explain that <coughs> the reason for this halacha is that when someone hears noise that's associated with the malacha on Shabbos, they assume you just did that malacha on Shabbos. They're going to think that someone violated Shabbos, having someone walking by your house and thinking that there's Shabbos, that someone's being machal Shabbos inside your house is a zillal Shabbos that denigrates the spirit of Shabbos, and that is the reason why you cannot have any noise-making um, machinery or devices operating in your house on Shabbos. Based on this reasoning for this halacha, the place can explain a big leniency. The Ugger, who is a Rishon, discusses a case of a grandfather clock which chimes every hour. And he was asked that, are you allowed to have that clock running on Shabbos? Or maybe that having that clock running on Shabbos, 
Sounds like there's sounds it sounds like the the like the wheat in the mill. It's a bam bam bam. Same that same way that wheat in the mill is a problem because it makes noise. Maybe the grandfather clock should also be a problem because it makes noise. <coughs> the other answered it's different than a the wheat in a mill. Wheat in, in the mill. Someone thinks you just put the wheat in the mill. Someone thinks you did a malach on Shabbos. The clock. No one sets a clock right now to ring to ring right now. You have set it previously. It's set from before. Since it's set from before, no one's going to associate this malacha, this the sound with the malacha being done on Shabbos. They don't think, oh, you hear that sound. They think now that a malacha is done on Shabbos. And therefore, the Agra said, you are allowed to have this grandfather clock chiming on Shabbos because no one thinks you're doing a malacha. Um, the Ramal Paschal likes this Agra. He says a clock is not a problem because the clock is always set before. And therefore, he says, um, there's no problem of having this clock ring on Shabbos. Therefore, the price can say that any noisy machinery, even if it's so it's coming from a malacha. It's usually set up ahead of time. That's the normal way of operating it. It's set up ahead of time. It's not a problem of making a loud noise on Shabbos. A common example of this would be in-ground sprinkler systems. So most people who have an in-ground sprinkler system, they don't turn it on each time. It's set on a timer to go off every day at whatever time they set it for, right? It's set on a timer. They're not doing any action. Therefore, when someone hears an in-ground sprinkler system activating or or going off, they don't hear. They don't associate that with the malacha being done right now. They assume that it's the timer which turns it on automatically. Therefore, the price can say there's no problem of Hashmah's call of having the noise from your sprinkler system operating on Shabbos. There is a separate possible problem with the sprinkler system. You have to know how your particular system works, how your plumbing in your house works. If the if your water pressure is affected in your sprinkler every time you open and close the sink, that may be a separate issue. If that's the case, if, that, if, if your water pressure is not affected, then there seemingly is no problem at all. If your water pressure is affected by every time you open or close the sink in your house, then speak to your to figure out if that would be a problem of having your sprinkler run. But um, in terms of the problem of Hashemah's call, since it's, everyone knows that a sprinkler system is run on a timer automatically, therefore the price can say there is no problem of Hashemah's call in your sprinkler system. So how l- loud does the noise have to be in order to be considered noisy? Right. Noisy thing. What's, what's, what makes something considered noisy? So Ramesh <coughs> Feinstein and Shomazam and Orbach, they both come along and they want to explain that noisy means it's heard outside the room where it's coming from. If it's heard outside that room where it's coming from, that is considered to be noisy. Ramesh brings a proof to this idea. He says the grandfather clock wasn't necessarily heard in the street. You don't necessarily hear a grandfather clock outside the house. You hear it in other rooms of the house. And yet we see that if it wasn't for the fact that it was set before, it would have been a problem. Then Ramesh says anything can be heard outside the room where noise is coming from, that's considered to be noisy. An example of that, let's say right before Shabbos, you realize you have clothes that you would like to have clean for Monday Shabbos. You don't want to have to run a, si- a washing machine cycle on Monday Shabbos. You want to have them clean already. You want to turn on the washing machine a couple minutes before Shabbos. Um, Place can say that since a washing machine makes a lot of noise, especially during spin cycle, here it makes a tremendous amount of noise. You can hear it outside the room. That would be a problem of Hashemah's call of having noise being made on Shabbos and therefore despite the fact that you turn on the machine before Shabbos since when it goes into Shabbos it's making noise that is associated with malacha happening right now mm-hmm. and therefore I can say that would be a problem and you cannot have a washing machine running on Shabbos even though you did everything before Shabbos Wait, didn't you say something earlier about um, hearing the noise outside if it's only in your house no, no only in the room you, you, if you stand outside the room where your laundry room you'll hear the washing right. machine Okay, but if it's only your family, so, so we don't, we don't, we don't, don't seem to differentiate between like who's there and who would have known. If someone who didn't know what's going on is outside that room, that yeah. what they'll hear is noise going on. They don't necessarily. Someone walks by twenty minutes later. They know when you turned it on two minutes before Shabbos or on Shabbos. They don't know. They know because you're. They know because Shabbos for you. But if there wouldn't be Shabbos, 
we look at it, what would be for the weekday? No one would know when this noise occurred. And so, therefore, even someone in your house, in your household, wouldn't know when, it w when, when you turned it on. Therefore, if I can say that a washing machine, you cannot have running even if you set it on, even if you set it before Shabbos. Um, other, some other practical cases are dryers also make a lot of noise. Dishwashers, depending on what type of model dishwasher you have, some dishwashers are pretty loud and you can hear them outside the kitchen. Um, those dishwashers, dishwashers that have a problem of Hashemah's coal. Other newer models are quieter and you can hear them outside the kitchen. No problem with Hashemah's coal on those dishwashers. They're, um, even, on the, even on the quieter ones, it's a, this is all talking about putting on the dishwasher before Shabbos. Putting on a dishwasher on a timer is always the problem. There's a whole separate problem of that. That can never be done. But we're talking about running a dishwasher before Shabbos, then it will depend on how loud your dishwasher is. If your dishwasher is something which makes a, loud no a lot of noise, you would not be allowed to do it on Shabbos. Um, if you, you're not allowed to set it before run it before Shabbos and going into Shabbos, if it makes a quiet noise and turn it on before Shabbos would not be a problem. One, um, another example the place can bring out over here is leaving a radio on. Someone wants to hear the news or the sports or whatever it is, they want to leave a radio on in their house on Shabbos or TV, whatever it is. Are you allowed to leave a radio or TV in your house on, on Shabbos? So if the volume is loud enough that you can hear it outside the room, then it's our problem of Hashemah's call of having something noisy on Shabbos. Someone who walks by thinks you just turned on the radio. That's a normal way of turning on the radio. Um, if the volume is low enough that you cannot hear it outside the room, so then you would not have the problem of Hashemah's call, you would not have the problem of having noisy equipment. However, nonetheless, the place can say that it's tremendous Zilzal, tremendous denigration of the spirit of Shabbos, and it should not be done regardless of the volume. If the volume is loud enough, then you actually have a halachic prohibition of having noise being heard. What about an alarm clocks? How many people, just by show quick show, how many people set an alarm clock last night? Anyone else? <coughs> Okay, so it's pretty common. People hear an alarm in the morning it's because it was set the night before. Comes along with Meisha Feinstein. He says, so when someone hears an alarm go off on Shabbos morning, if it can be heard outside the room, what should be their natural response? That that alarm was set last night. Last night was Shabbos already. So there's Meisha Feinstein. Can't have an alarm clock set on Shabbos morning if it can be heard outside the room. There's a very scary halacha a little bit, you know, it can affect attendance by Shachris next week if we don't follow that. Um, however, the place can, most places can come along and say the custom is to be lenient on this and to have an alarm go off on Shabbos morning. There are various reasons explained in the place can why, why the custom is to be lenient. Most compelling reason, I think, is offered by some place can is that, that the an alarm going off on Shabbos morning is for a mitzvah, so you can get up for Shachris. We said before, according to the Ramah, any case of a financial loss or pressing need, you're allowed to be lenient on this halacha. A mitzvah need is no worse than, than, an, and than a financial loss, the Paisim say. Mokka mitzvah, you can be lenient also. So since you're doing it in order to get up on shachris, Paisim want to say that would be a very clear and easy leniency. The only problem is Ramesha, for some reason, not, no one knows why, he did not hold to this. Ramesha says, the, 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 guy, the, guy, the question was, Ramesha, can I set an alarm in order to get up for shachris? And Ramesha said, no. So Ramesha obviously held that there was no leniency of the Makkah Mitzvah. Other places can want to say that, presume that leniency should apply. Rishmuel Kamenetsky says, even if we don't understand exactly where this custom came to be lenient from in this halacha, he says you can definitely, in this case, rely on the, on the accepted custom and have a clock, an alarm clock go off on Shabbos to wake you up for davening. The, another leniency the place can throw out over here is that if that usually that we have the halacha, you know, of course we know you have to stop all, halacha, all malacha by sunset. Mm -hmm. Until nightfall is something called banish mashas. 
We're not sure exactly what you, you usually have to stop all, stop all Malacha by sunset. Faith can say that if the noise is only going to be heard in between that time of sunset and nightfall, then some of the Pais can want to say there is room to be lenient and you can have that noise be heard. So if someone realizes 20 minutes before Shabbos that, they, their, that their noisy dishwasher didn't, um, um, didn't, they thought they had their, uh, the dishes clean for Shabbos and they really they don't have any clean dishes for Shabbos and they want to run it now and it's going to be, the noise is going to be finished by the time, 40 minutes later by the time um, before it gets to nightfall when still what they call Bainash Mash's period then Mishmuel um, Kaneski, other Paiskim, contemporary Paiskim want to say you can be Mako and you can be lenient to have that um, run your dishwasher as long as it can be finished before we call nightfall. Usually the time that Matei Shabbos you can do Malachan. So if on Friday night, before that time, you're going to hear noise, then the place can say there is room for leniency. Quick, there's one quick case that came up this week when we were discussing it is the uh, Roombas that people have vacuuming their house. So I don't know, I don't own one, so I can't really talk about the practicalities of it so much. If the Roomba is heard outside the room. This is an automatic Yeah, the automatic vacuum cleaners. So if it's, if, if it's quite enough that you can, you, they, if it's quite enough, you do not hear it outside the room where it's, where it's operating, including when you start it and the little beeping sounds that go on when you start it, then that would, that would be a leniency. If, I don't know exactly, if most people operate these things on a timer, if that is the normal way of doing it, they don't press a button right now, but it's always operated on a timer, if that's the way people do it, that's the normal way of doing it, which I can't speak for the practicalities. I don't know what usually goes on. Then that would also be a leniency. If people press the button right now, if that's like a very standard thing, that people also press the button right now to get it to run, that leniency is out the window. You have to know exactly the practicalities of this, but just whatever the practicalities come out is um, regardless of that, even if it's something which is quiet, and even if it's something that's always run on a timer, the various price can vary for Abundam says should <laughs> socially may not be done on Shabbos right Hebrew is very they're not like the idea of it running around on Shabbos and other Abundam say that the big problem to run on Shabbos I'll see Zozo Shabbos Shabbat of having a little thing mm-hmm. mechanical thing running around your house on Shabbos question about Shemos call will depend on A if you can hear it outside the room B if the normal way is to set it up on a timer coming back to Amazon key so price can say that well, price can say one, one really important uh, piece of information for that is that even if you're not doing the, even if you didn't set up this malacha, but a non-Jew is making the noise also in your house, that's the same problem. Someone walks by, they don't know who's making the noise. Therefore, a place can say that you can never have a non-Jew, even if you, in the cases where it's permitted to have a non-Jew do malacha in your house, they can never do something like vacuuming or something like that because someone walking by hears a vacuum running. They don't know if you're doing it, non-Jew is doing it. They assume malacha is being done. If it comes out, if you put it back to Amazon Key, the uh, garage door is always opened on the spot. No one set presets the garage doors to open. Garage doors, usually you hear them outside the garage. You hear them in the adjacent rooms in the house to the garage. That would be, so you, have, you don't have the leniency of the fact that it's done before. You don't have the leniency that they're, that they're, they're, they're quiet. They're, they're, those problems are going to be out the window. Additionally, we said, even a non-Jew operating it is going to be a problem in your property. Therefore, it seems that the problem of Ashmael's code would apply to Amazon Key, and that would be, aside from the problems we mentioned at the beginning of this year, it would be another reason why you cannot run Amazon, you're not, choose Amazon key for delivery if you assume the delivery is going to come on Shabbos. Um, next week, I think a lot of people are going to be out of town, including a lot of the call members, so there's not going to be a program next week. Continuing two weeks from now, um, the topic of that year will be, can you buy tray food to give to your non-Jewish employees, colleagues, clients, etc. I think we're going to make a Zima now. Thank you. Well,